You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, thank you for the thumbs up, Eddie. What do you say, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. This is a random thought that I had. Um, are you the type of guy... In the summer months, in particular, do you do you trim up your chest at all? All year, all year, you oh, do. I was all year. I normally do too, but my uh, chest hairs are getting a little, you know, carpety, a little carpety. Yeah, shag carpety. Yes, which is nasty. But you know what I'm thinking? Maybe for the winter, keep you gotta it. Go hibernate. <laughs> I might keep it for the winter. I'll still trim up, uh, you know, the south part of town. But what made you think of this? Because every day when I get out of the shower and towel off, I realize how hairy my chest is, and when I soap up in the sure in the shower. But what's the matter? You just find, can't find the time during the day to get it done. <laughs> yeah, when when will I get? It? When will I trim up? You go home and do it today. But I, oh, I'm, no, you're going to leave it now. Yeah, I feel like I might leave it. All right, I mean, good for you. I don't know. Listen, as long as you keep your shirt on, I don't care what you do. Yeah, exactly. I keep my shirt on anyway, but I do feel a little more manly. Although you look more muscular when you trim up your chest. That is hair. true. Well, well. It's if you're thin, yeah, it's a good look. If you're heavy, it's better to keep it. Keep the hair. <laughs> the flex from the fat ass belly that you might have. Uh, yeah, I get a lot of belly hair too. Like the, the chest hair and the belly hair is a lot. Mine's the strangest thing. Like I get and I go to the now I get my hair done every my hair my hair done. I go to the barber every two weeks. Not for my hair. My hair is short. I mean, I barely have hair at this point. But the neck is just nasty. I hate that. So I go every two weeks. And it's so bizarre. If I don't shave the chest, it'll be a carpet for sure. Monstrous. So I, I do that every, eh, not every two weeks, probably every three, something like that to keep it. I don't get hair on my back, though. It's the strangest thing. Mm. Like, I don't understand. I've That's never good. understood that. Yeah. Very weird. Do you do you have, like, uh, when you clip clipper up your chest hair, do you get it down to the skin or do you uh, just you put, like, a thing on the end of it? I will take the, um, in the summer, the lowest setting, and then in the winter, a setting above, which, oh, is still little, very, which is still very short. But a little extra for the winter, um, a little quarter inch. Yeah, but not, but I'm doing it every couple of weeks, so right. it doesn't really matter, to be quite honest. And what, do you vacuum that up, or you just sweep it up? Uh, uh, vacuum. Yeah, but first I put it, uh, first I do it over a towel. Oh, okay. Number one. Then I go shake that out outside oh, into, you do, into the you, garbage pail. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You shake out your chest hairs all over the... Into the garbage pail. Okay. Yep. And then got to vacuum up everything else. Towel goes in the washing machine. Done deal. I like when it all just falls on the floor. It's this big pile of and hair. You want to look at it? Then I, yeah, then I vacuum it up. It's cool. Could do that. Could do that too, I suppose. But my vacuum has one of those uh, clear canisters. So you can see it? Yeah, it's like dog hair mixed with 
my chest hairs. Some look. Somewhat disgusting. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. When I empty it out at the end of the day. Yeah. I wrote a couple items down here, Jerry. I hope Jerry. so, because I got nothing. Oh, this is interesting. We had talked about Cameo. Yeah. I want to tell you how much of a ripoff Cameo is for the people who are selling their messages. A ripoff for them. For them. And, and why they're you giving get... up, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So I was looking to, because uh, I uh, ordered a Cameo for my niece. Did who... she ever get it yet? No. So I canceled that one, and I found another. That she's into. Good person, yeah. Okay. And I just, just sent to that person. All right. But while I was there looking around to try to figure out how to cancel something, I stumbled upon their terms of agreement for the people who are on Cameo. Got it. So you can book Cameo two different ways. You can book it through the website on right. a computer, Cameo.com, I think it is, mm-hmm. or you could book through the app. Okay. That's those two ways. So the first one I booked through the computer. Now that one, because I canceled it because the the woman never sent me my cameo, uh, they had put a hold on my credit card until it was done. So mm-hmm. since it was never done, they just released a hold on the credit card. All good. Yep. But I was reading if I had booked that on the app, they would only give me credit. Really? Which is weird. So because like, they've been probably because Google Play or Apple paid them already. But here's the interesting thing about it. So for the person, like you, let's say you, me, you, and I wanted to go on Cameo and mm-hmm. and offer our services, right? And let's just for round numbers, uh, say that we uh, are going to charge fifty dollars. Okay. Like someone goes to the website, it costs fifty dollars. So right off the bat, Cameo takes thirty percent. Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks out of wow. that. Okay, so now you're down to thirty-five. Wow. Right. So you're at thirty-five dollars. Right. If someone booked it through the app instead of on the website. Which is how most people, I think, are probably doing it. Right. Apple takes 30% first. What time out? Because you're using an iOS Apple app. So then, all right. So you're charging 50. Mm -hmm. If you book it on the app. Apple gets fifteen percent. It's thirty five. So they get the now you're down to thirty five, and then Cameo takes have fifteen percent of the thirty five or of the fifty. Of the thirty five. So that's another ten fifty. Well, it's actually so uh, Cameo. I'm sorry, Cameo takes twenty five percent. Wow. If you book it through the Apple app, Apple takes thirty percent. Then out of that fifteen dollar, out of that thirty five dollars you have left. Cameo takes their 25%. Wow. And then you get the rest. So a $50 charge, if you book it on the app, is essentially about $28 going to the person. They're losing out on $22. Maybe even more yeah. than that, actually. No, more than that. Wait, time out. 25% of 35 is 357 Is Yeah, that's right. Eight bucks. So you're getting about $27. you are getting $27. You're getting almost half. Right. And you're giving up half, almost half. Wow. I didn't And that's for that. somebody who only charges 50s. The, some of these people, like the really well-known people, like Aaron Boone is on that. Yeah. I, I think he might charge 500 bucks. Sure. So he might be getting like two, 280 yeah. out of the 500, which I'm not crying for him. But that's interesting because you would think, because apps are so cheap. Yeah. I would think the app would get a dollar. Right. And Cameo would take like two bucks. I didn't know that. That's really that's and in their in their writing for the contracts that are online for yeah. the, they go uh but most people don't worry most people book through the website. No way. 
Just like no, I said. think most people do the app. Yeah. Not many people are on desktops doing this stuff. Right. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think either. I wouldn't think. that. But it, it comes back to what I said before about small business. You got you think you figure out a way to make some money to get a little bit ahead, and there's always you're getting punched in the face from every different angle. Right. It's like the food delivery things we talk yeah. about. Like yeah. you order a $15 sandwich. Yeah. And it ends up costing you like $28. Right. I got to tell you this. So, you know, I'm using Shopify to sell the calendars. Right, we've we've discussed this. Shopify is, it's tremendous. They do everything. And you, with Shopify, now it does cost money to set it up. And you got to, there's, it's a process. But once you get through the process, if you can hang with it, <laughs> I pay them monthly. I thought, since I was paying them monthly, like, I think I pay them, I think it comes out to th- 34 a month? I don't remember. I get confused with Printify and Shopify and my website. It's The amount of charges per month are just ridiculous. Whatever. I think it's like 34 a month to have Shopify to be able to do stuff. Well, they send you a breakdown at the end of the month of every of everything. What was sold, what's left in terms of if you actually... So I put an inventory number up of calendars so I know not to sell too many. And when we get to zero, no one can buy them. I ran into that problem last year. And I had to buy more, which was fine. Um, so they give you a report of what's left. They give you a report on how many customers visited, how many purchased, how many didn't, how many put something in the shopping cart and abandoned it. Nice. Um, it, it That's is, cool. When I tell you it's a great service, so don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's a great service. But I thought for my 30 something dollars a month, that's what I got. You get the report at the end of the month. Then you see all the fees they take from every purchase. So I'm sitting there. Remember I told you like shipping, if you see that you bought a calendar and Shopify is charging $4 and something for shipping, and then you see the stamp, you know, the thing on the envelope says $2.60. You think, well, where's the other two bucks go? They take it. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable how many fees that you don't see either because they don't with like they don't ask you for the money. They just take it. At the end of the month, they take it out of every purchase. So I just I'm looking at October. I'm like, wait, or September rather. I didn't even realize how many how much money because like the money wasn't adding up. I'm like, shouldn't there be a little bit more when I'm doing the math? And then I went to the September report. I'm like, you sons of bitches, you took this amount. I'm like, wow. No matter what you do. Yeah, and it's probably like that everywhere, right? So if I'm you have sure. an, if uh, somebody has an Etsy shop, yes, I'm sure they're taking money. I remember I've sold a couple things on eBay over the years yeah. when I was moving, and I remember that not being. I don't remember being like, wow, they're taking so much. I, I eBay's fair. I think eBay's probably yeah. the fairest of the bunch. It was at the time, definitely. I it's don't know what it is now. I, eBay to me has a different reputation now as more of a gar- like an online garage sale. And I know that's not what it is. That's what I think of it as, like people trying to get rid yeah. of stuff. Whereas the Shopify thing, they're, they're trying to be online stores. Yeah. So it's a little different. But you are right. I think the fees are much less on eBay. Right. So then it's, it's weird because how many times... Do you look at somebody selling something online? You're like, why are they sell it? It's so expensive. It's, it's impossible because they, the the companies that you're working with are taking all the yeah taking so much cash. I'll tell you, you're the one that convinced me. You know, as you know, I put a couple of um, hoodies up. Yeah, and they're sixty bucks. And I told you that bothers me because that's to me it's a lot. But you and many people have since told me no, it's actually not. Yeah, if I want to go buy a hoodie, and I have a couple of sites I buy things from. A hoodie to me, I'm I'm going to expect to pay 
between 71 and right. 75 bucks. I, I thought that was crazy. I thought 60 was nuts. So you told me that I felt a little bit better about it. And some people have bought them. And one guy emailed me like, why I'm not doing more. And I said, because the stuff I think costs too much money. And he wrote me back. He goes, no, he goes, just like you said, he goes, online shopping has become ridiculous. And it's because of all the fees. Yeah. Cause you like, don't want to, you don't want to buy a, so many times when we get shirts from people like free shirts, yeah. uh, thing. They're terrible. They're terrible. They're like bad quality shirts, misshapen, don't fit right. So you don't want to sell that right. in order to keep it cheaper. Correct. You don't want bad quality and you don't want to rip people think people are right. getting ripped off. And so you're trying to find the happy medium. It's hard to find though. But then it's weird, like you talk about like t shirts. It's weird to charge somebody thirty five dollars, even if it's a quality t shirt. Correct. But if you want to make there's also a balance of just getting stuff out there and trying to make a little bit of money. If you want to make a little bit of money, you have to charge it. Yeah. Otherwise, because everyone else is making all the money. <laughs> right. It's Everybody's, really funny. Who's, yeah, who's handling. Yes. And then think of how many people they handle and how much money these Correct. places are taking out of the small business person's sure. hands. Now, in fairness to a Shopify, what they do, I do believe it's totally worth it. I just, this has been an experience understanding how it works. And you think, like, for instance, you think that you're going to make, as you know, I told you this story before, when I was selling the mugs for $15, which I thought was a very average price for a 15-ounce mug. I'm like, that's pretty good. And you think, oh, look, I'm I sold like seven or eight of them. That's great. And then you look at the statement, like, wait, um, why did I lose 90 cents on all these, like, on all the mug quarters? And then you go to find out, huh. To actually make money, you have to charge at least 20 bucks because yeah. of all the fees, the printing fees, the drop ship fees. It's like they could just put in a ball sack fee if they wanted. The ball sack fee. Who are you going to argue with? Right. But for what it is, though, it really is a great service. It's just you got to understand it. Which is why I think like Barstool, they sell a ton of merchandise. Right. And I, th- I think based on hearing conversations on their podcasts that they order a bunch of shirts. Like it's not like print on demand. Right, so they're going to buy in bulk. They're going to buy a thousand a warehouse. See, that's different. But Dave, I've I've heard Dave Portnoy talk about like trying to guess like what. Yes, you know how many shirts to order because they don't want them sitting in the warehouse, especially if they're timely. Right. So like, here's my issue for the calendar. How many do you buy? Because if I don't sell them, guess what? When you get to January fifth, no one wants a new calendar. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Do you want? 250 calendars in it, you're going to make, you know, fire, you know, burn in the fireplace in the right, winter. Right, because then any profit that you thought you were making from the it's actually selling the calendars is gone because you have unused inventory. Right. And that's not a print on demand. What a balance. You have to buy a certain amount and then they ship them to you. And the more you buy, the less it is. But it's it's tough. Very tough. Before history is written. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I think about that with every business, right? So you're a coffee shop. How much coffee am I buying? Mm Mm-hmm. How many paper cups? How many, you yeah. know, because then you, like, you want to have some in stock in case one month your supplier is low and sure. doesn't. 
Well, a and lot the coffee is interesting because you don't want the coffee going stale. Yeah, you don't want it sitting there. I mean, I guess it's vacuum sealed to a point, but it's still you don't want coffee with a line around for two years. No, and that's why the food business is hard because if you don't sell the food, it go trash. That's just wasted money, especially the fresh food yeah. place, right? So. You go to a place that does salads and like that, that can't sit out there very long. Right. And if it doesn't move, you might as well just take dollar bills and start ripping them up because that's essentially what you just did. You throw them right in the garbage. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Tell me if you're interested in this interview, Jerry. I saw that this is coming up, I believe, all October 31st. Howard Stern interviewing for the first time ever Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I would listen to that. Yeah, I'm very interested in this. I would. When, October, Chris, Halloween, you said? Yeah. October 31st? October 31st, supposedly. Yeah, that's an interview, actually, I would be bothered that I actually fired him on my serious. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Yeah, I would be I would be into that. Yeah, I know. I got to figure out a way to, I don't know if someone will pop it up on uh, YouTube I or if I, if I just subscribe for the, uh, you know, for a week. <laughs> I guess you could do that. I'm sure they'll put little segments up that'll make yeah. you want to watch it, but I, they're not going to post that whole interview. There's but no I've way. never seen Bruce Springsteen sit down for a lengthy interview. Right, because that you've got to assume is going to be an hour. Uh, yeah, I would think at least. Maybe longer. And he's got to know what he's in for. Yeah, I would think so. You know, like time-wise, I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's not showing up thinking, I'm going to sit down for 12 minutes and get that out to the next one. Right. Yeah, I would definitely be into that. And I think he's a guy that would warm up the longer you're sitting there talking to him. Sure. Like in the beginning, you're probably going to get one-word answers, very protective answers. See, that's what impressed me about Billy Corgan when he was here. Yeah. I thought he was uh, very open and outward when he was here. When he was on with Stern, the first, like, 10 minutes was, like, pulling teeth. And then all of a sudden, as the interview went on, the answers got a little longer, his thinking got a little deeper, and he was like an open book. The last hour of that interview was outstanding. Let's listen to me the last hour. Right. But like that first 15 minutes, I'm like, this is all like, pull the plug. This sucks. I would think Springsteen could be the same. Yeah. Possible. I got to get comfortable. Yeah. I'm interested in it for sure. I got to get in on that. Yeah, he also no, said I, he's bringing the guitar. Yeah, it's great. Acoustic guitar. That's cool. I like when he has musical accent. Yeah. You know, although it's, he's still home, right? Yeah. And then he'll, Bruce will be in New York City. Yeah. So that, to me, takes a little bit away from yeah, I agree. what the interview can be, as opposed to if you're right next to one another. Yeah. You don't get the same warmth. Do no, you? you don't. You don't. And I hope no... Bruce Springsteen's not going to be at his house and Howard Stern's By at his house. By the way, house. that's very possible, that too. That I'd hope not. When they did uh, Mick Jagger. Oh, is that Jagger how that was, was set up? in uh, London in his house. Uh, and it was terrible. The Zoom call yeah, was awful. I hate that. was not great. Yeah. I did listen to it, and it was not, I mean, it was still fun to listen to. But the audio audio quality was not very good. Oh, but you know what? Bruce Springsteen has an album coming out October thirty first. So maybe he'll be at Sirius. You know, doing he's got doing his own tour. music station over sure. there. Uh, so maybe he's doing the tour. So maybe he'll be in. Person. That's kind of cool. That would make sense. Yeah, I wonder I'll be if he would go on one hundred one point one here with Scott Shannon. Scott Shannon at least one day that week, if not the thirty first. Why don't you try and get him on here? Yeah, I would love that. I would love to. Yeah, and then if you're smart. Grab the boys' coffee on Friday to give them like a four day bug so that right. you could. Then I slip do, you and I do it. <laughs> I'll do the interview. <laughs> That'd be funny. That's cool. Now, the guys aren't feeling well, so you got the warm up show till yeah. 10. <laughs> Hi, Bruce. I'm Boomer. That's it. That's Gio over there in the <laughs> cowboy sweatshirt. <laughs> and then have you been seeing this is going on in the UK? I thought this was going on here, but it's not here yet. Hopefully it doesn't. In the UK, 
protesters are protesting the uh, the dairy industry and how they treat cows or something. So they're going to stores. Do these people eat meat? Uh, that I'm not sure, but who knows? They're going to stores and then they're pouring milk out onto the floor. That's great. I punched them right in the face, Jerry. Okay. I wrote because I wrote down what was the reason. I was like, "What are they doing this for?" The destructive dairy industry. Okay. I mean, again, I, I so just to be clear, everyone doing this has never had a hamburger in their life, or a hot dog, or a piece of ham, or a piece of bologna. I don't know. Well. I mean, that's kind of important, don't you think? And they're just jackasses. They go to the refrigerated section. They're just pouring the milk out. Get arrested out for that, would you say? Oh, for sure. That's theft. Definitely. Destruction of property. It's but theft. theft because yes. you're picking up the milk and you are, even though you're not, you're consuming it in a weird way by just throwing it out. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I Jerks. I to say. Meanwhile, the cow had to produce that milk. Now you've wasted it. Yes. That's a very good point. I also yeah. saw the price of butter is skyrocketing. I saw that as well. I saw Craig tweeting about it because I guess oh, okay. he claims he was on this uh, price of butter uh, going up uh, a couple of weeks ago for some reason. Oh, I saw it on the news yesterday. Uh, yeah, well, he's. Uh, well, I guess he was talking about it a couple of weeks Got ago, it. but it's coming. You get your butter. He was telling people to start st- stocking up on butter. Like back in the day with the toilet paper. Yeah. Start stacking it up. Now you can find it anywhere. Right. It's much easier to go without butter than a toilet paper. Oh, absolutely. I remember b- b- with that toilet paper thing, Gina was having some work done in her house on the front porch. The guy, she was getting a new floor. And the guy's telling us about this virus that's coming. Yeah. He's like, we're going to have a shortage of toilet paper. Is that true? Yeah. And when he left, Gina goes, should we go get toilet paper? I go, no. I go, this guy's putting in your floors. What does he know about <laughs> Apparently, I said, it was unbelievable. Apparently a lot more than you thought. <laughs> I remember like, I was like, remember that guy who was putting in your floor told us to get under, uh, I wonder uh, what news paper. channel he saw that on. I don't know what you, he was reading. There's no way anybody just comes up with that concept no. in their minds. No way. Was, he went specifically for toilet paper. Hmm. Well, I guess he had plenty of good pooping. Yeah, he probably was loaded up on toilet paper. <laughs> yes. Probably, Let me get it. Uh, my One of these guys stockpiling it in his basement. Right. It is weird. Do you think about it ever when you turn down the toilet paper aisle and see all the toilet paper? Like, huh, remember when this, these shelves empty. are empty? Yeah. And you were driving from place to place looking for like one roll. Yeah. Where can we get toilet? I heard there's toilet paper at the stop and shop. Well, you know what's so funny? It makes me think, too. Didn't you buy industrial toilet paper? I did. <laughs> Which, listen, it did the job, but it was... It, they were the rolls were gigantic. Yeah. So it was like the uh, the holder that we have in the bathrooms. They're not on the wall or anything. They're freestanding. It like leaned the thing over, <laughs> and it wasn't uh, soft, right? It was, it was more industrial. No, hurt was, your butt it, when it you was, wipe. Now wasn't that bad, but it wasn't great. It was not great. But it made me. Th- it makes me think every time I'm going up and down the turnpike. I oh when I pass by exit, I think it's exit seven, not seven A. I think seven. I think back to right after the Sandy Storm when you couldn't get gasoline anywhere. Oh, right. But if you went like 40 minutes down the turnpike past exit 11, it was as if nothing happened. And I remember that week that I would, that's where I would go fill up. Twice I went twice. So I drove like 35 miles out of my way because I had the big pickup truck at the time. So I had a 30-gallon tank. So I would get the 30 gallons, drive, fill up. Drive home, all right, I'm fine. So I used a gallon of gas coming back, maybe a gallon and a half, whatever it was. But then I was good, 
everybody else is on these lines for a half hour. And I'm like, I don't tell anybody, but if you just go a half hour south, you're kind of good. And that's what I wound up doing. I'm thinking, my God, I used to drive down here just to get gas. Right. And it makes you realize how reliant we are on everything. And it's scary. Yeah. And then how quickly we forget, oh, I couldn't get toilet paper or right. I couldn't get gas. Now you pull in the gas station, there's someone in front of you. You're like, what the? Right. Can we move this along yeah, here? <laughs> there was a 60 Minutes piece about three to four weeks ago. And I started watching it and I turned it off because it's depressing, frightening, all in the same. It's talking about how beware, be ready for Russia trying to tear down our, not a regional, our national electric grid oh, and hacking it and putting viruses in it because everything is now computerized and what it will be like without power for longer than a week. Not good. We'll be eating each other. That is some scary stuff. Is that right? And it, yeah. And it's like, you know, everybody's got the whole thought process. Well, that's not going to happen to us. Not now, not this time. Well, I'm sure people in Ukraine didn't think that, you know, they'd be fighting for their lives right now. Right. Um, scary. There's a, a commercial that runs on our stream when I'm listening to Carton Roberts. It runs all afternoon. It's about a guy, a guy selling you uh, doomsday food. I believe it. Where you're supposed to load up your uh, yeah. basement with with this food product that yeah. he has. Well, that or cans. Yeah. Cans that or foods. get a whole bunch of canned soups. And beans. Beans are also terrific in a can. Beans are fine, too, but at least. Tuna fish. Yeah, I mean, anything that's vacuum-sealed, get a whole bunch of it. Have we? No. No. I haven't done that. I should. I haven't. I haven't either. I have plenty of room in my little basement area. I yeah, just be filled with canned food. Look at this you. If something ever happens, that basement area is going to get raided. <laughs> Good luck. I've got a guard uh, greyhound, Jerry. Maybe you've heard of her. She will stop people. That's true. Is she a guard dog? Not really. Okay. Never mind then. All righty. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. We'll be back here tomorrow. We'll be talking Yankees-Astros game one. Yeah. That's not getting rained out, right? And it's No, there's a roof, and there's a football Thursday. Oh, and a football Thursday. What is the game? That's no, terrible. I don't know. I don't remember. Something bad, though. It can't be good. Okay. We'll get you ready for that, too. See you.